What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 40. For those of you that have listened to 40 episodes collectively, I need to say I love you guys. For those of you that have not, I need to say I love you guys. To all the support, to all the love, it is overwhelming. I was about to say I can't believe, but I can believe because we willed it. God allowed it to happen and it manifested. Now, that being said, I have a wonderful opportunity. An amazing once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for episode 40. So the man that you're about to hear is one of my mentors, my guru, if you will, a very wise man. If y'all think I'm smart, imagine who I learned it from, and he will be here for episode 40. So in the next few seconds, what you're about to hear is my brother, Hezekiah Muhammad. He's going to answer some questions about God, about energy, about manifestation, about discipline, about surrendering, everything that I talk about. And I think he, better yet, I don't think, I know that he encapsulates all those qualities. Please listen, please enjoy, and please keep an open mind. Welcome to episode 30, uh, excuse me, episode 40. I love you and thank you for listening. Holla. What's up, beautiful people? I have the pleasure of being here with my brother, Hezekiah Muhammad, one of the members of the Nation of Islam, a wise young brother, and I learned a lot from him. So we're going to really enjoy this conversation. First and foremost, Mr. Hezekiah Muhammad, I appreciate you. Got a lot of love for you. My first question, let's warm up. What is the Nation of Islam? Well, first and foremost, doing all things in the name of Allah. We thank Allah. For his messenger uh, I would like to say thank you for having me and to answer your question the nation of Islam is exactly what it says a nation the nation of Islam is seen by some as a religious a religious organization but we're not an organization we are a nation that has principles and our principles are we are fighting for freedom justice and equality for all people not for some people, for all people. Amen, amen. Thank you for that. So I've learned a lot from you and I know our audience is really gonna benefit from your thoughts and your wise ways of being. So my next question to you, let's get deep with this one. How can we help people realize their own potential? Well, the the, the the way I would answer that is to get people believing more in themselves. Most of society is always pointing people to somebody else. Listen to this one. Listen to that one. Listen to this one. Follow that one. Follow this one. And no one is really pointing people to themselves. Everything that's in somebody else is in you. But what you have to do is mind yourself. The same way people go into the earth to mine gold and diamonds and anything of value, that's what you have to do to yourself. So, you know, we have a saying in the nation of Islam, accept your own and be yourself. The problem is, most of the time, is people are running around trying to be everybody else. It's hard to be somebody else. You might as well be yourself because everybody else is taken. Amen. Amen. 
And I appreciate you saying that a lot of people are looking for a savior when they don't understand that they can save themselves by just changing their behavior. I really appreciate that answer. So let's move on to the next question. What is spirit? What's matter? And can you discuss the atom for us? The atom, the basic building block of humanity. Spirit and matter. Matter is physical. Spirit is physical as well. But like, let's let's see if I, I'm gonna try to make it simple. So you have electricity, right? And you have a copper wire. The copper wire would be the matter. That would be the physical thing, right? But the electricity is the mysterious thing. People are still trying to figure out what creates electricity, right? They know that it exists. How do they know it exists? Because anytime a light bulb blow out, you're not looking for a new form of electricity. All you're trying to do is get a new light bulb and plug it in and turn on a light socket, and there goes the electricity manifesting itself through a bulb, right? When the copper wire goes out, that electricity is still alive, it's still present. Spirit never dies. Matter goes back to the earth, but spirit never dies. And the only way you can recognize spirit or the only way spirit is manifested is through something physical, through a physical form. So spirit cannot, ex spirit cannot manifest itself outside of anything physical, right? So, so most of the time we are taught that God is a spirit. Yeah, that's true. God has spirit. But how does that spirit manifest? You know, everything in existence exists in three forms. Either it's a solid, it's a liquid, or it's a gas. Right? So if the only way you can exist is through one of those three forms, then we can't say that God is a, a gas. We can't say that God is a liquid, although that's another aspect that the energy travels through, right? Because energy, the law of thermodynamics, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So it goes from stage to stage until it reaches its eventual perfection, right? So we all go through stages. First you was a clot, then you was a fetus, you was an embryo, right? All of those are different stages to, to get to the eventual perfection, which is the manifestation of the physical form. So spirit and matter is married. It's like a husband and a wife. One cannot exist without the other. I hope that's answering your question. No, that was, that was incredible. And I really appreciate that. It's almost as if you read my mind. So my next question to you is, do you have proof that God is a man? More specifically to the listeners, my apologies, to the listeners, a physical being. Do you have proof that God is a physical being? Yeah, I'm speaking to God and God is speaking to me right now and I can prove that. How can I prove that? Well, you know, at all of all of the intellectual religious saying says that God made man 
in his own image and in his own likeness, right? Okay, well, let's, let's, let's unpack that. If God now is making a man in his own image, in his own likeness, then what does that say about man? Hmm. If God is making the man, then how can God make man other than himself if he's making man into himself? Hmm. Then his own self must be a man. You don't get apples from an orange tree. Hmm. Right? You don't get watermelons from a cabbage patch. Yes, sir. If you plant watermelon seeds over here, where you planted them seeds, you're going to receive watermelon. Amen. If you plant an orange tree over there, you're going to get oranges from that. If God is making a man in his own image, and his own likeness, then what he's making is a reflection of himself. Then God must be a man. Amen. Then let's take it a little further than that. Then, you know, we can argue that principle all we want. We can argue that. Then, okay, if we're not comfortable with saying that God is a man, then let's go here. If we say that God made man is in, in his image, oh, then that means man is God. Hmm. If we're gonna have to look at that, it's, it's, it's two sides of the same coin, which is actually the same thing. You can't get away from it. So let me jump in, because I'm I wanna clarify, I wanna make sure I understand you. So what I'm listening to you say is that the biblical text, the old text, are telling us that God created man in his image, a reflection, right? So then what you're saying is God has to manifest in the physical. There's no other way to come down into. Is that accurate? Am I understanding that's, that's, it? That's 100% accurate. How can you bear witness that God is present? Why would God make a, a, a material universe and he himself be immaterial? Mm. That makes no sense. Amen. Really, if we look at it scientifically, not religiously, not dogmatically, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if we look at it scientifically, that makes no sense. How can an immaterial God bring an immaterial world into existence and give immutable laws to govern that world? And he is immaterial himself. Hmm. So I'm going to jump in. Because if you listen to what we said earlier, a lot of people project outwardly. And that's easy to do. Because then you say, ah, oh, God will take care of it. This will happen in due time. But it's like, nah, you got to put the fucking effort to make that happen. You need to grind. And you need to do that. You need to materialize what you want. So I appreciate that answer. I think that opens up a lot of understanding. But can I just clarify something? Of course. Because I don't want to make it so cut and dry. Man has the potential to be God. Mm. But that comes with a discipline, a way of living. That comes with, with desiring to be in your right state of mind. Mm. I'm not saying that the man that's running around raping women and molesting children and robbing people and killing people that he is God. He can manifest God, but actually doing all that, he is manifesting God's counterpart, which is the devil. Because mm. it ain't no spooky devil either. You mm. know, 
that's a mindset as well but you know i don't i don't want to go too far off that way so i'll leave that at that wise wise answer so i'm going to try to analyze that myself what i understand you saying is that there's levels to every human and to ascend to that god level you need discipline and you need to be willing to surrender to your discipline that's actually a perfect segue to my next question what is surrender and what is discipline what does that mean to you well to me when you surrender people surrender every day people surrender every day when people when people fix in their minds to do the wrong things they are surrendering to the lower part of their appetite because you can't do those things unless you surrender to them right when people desire to do right man and you surrender to doing right there's a benefit in that it's called peace it's called heaven see the, the society has us so fixed up where they have us expecting to get heaven or hell when we die they want us to die to get heaven or hell right while they receive heaven while they live mm. you see heaven and hell is just two conditions of your mind mm. heaven and hell is two conditions of the way you live your life if you live your life based on freedom, justice, and equality, that's peace in your life. That's heaven. If you live your life absent of the laws that governs the nature of you, that's hell. Perfect example. I'm going to give you a perfect example of what I mean. How hell is a condition of life. Somebody hungry and they ain't got no food to eat and they ain't eat his day they ain't eating days when you meet them. They say, yo, man, I'm hungry as hell. Somebody needs some money to get something and they ain't got no money. They say, man, I'm broke as hell. Mm -hmm. If somebody is upset over something, you ask them, what's the matter, man? They say, man, I'm mad as hell. Mm. Conditions. Mm. You don't have to die to reach that. Mm. Nor do you have to die to reach heaven. How, why, why would the Bible say, how is there rest in, rest in peace? How is that in death? Mm. You have to be alive to know what peace is to say that I'm at peace. Mm. But we're living in a world contrary to freedom, justice, and equality. This is why the world is in so much turmoil. Because we are not living the greatest religion there is to live. I can tell you what the greatest religion is. It's not Islam. It's not Christianity. It's not Buddhism. It's not Judaism. The greatest religion there is, is do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. Amen. I hope I'm not being too long-winded. I love it. And I think... Answers. Now, honestly, I love it. And I love the truth. Guys, I hope you're really benefiting from this conversation. Surrender, in my version of what Mr. Muhammad is saying to us, is that you have to surrender to something bigger than yourself. You have to discipline yourself 
so that you don't fall into the traps of a low vibrational state. To ascend to God is to discipline yourself to become God. Also, the physical reality that you place yourself in based off your thoughts can either be a heaven or a hell. Perfect answer. All right, my brother, I'm going to ask you two more questions and we'll probably leave it at that. I really appreciate you. Uh, my next question. This is for my future fathers. What's one thing that you would tell a future father? That's a great question. Thank you. That is a great question. But before I answer that question, I would like to give my understanding of what a father is. A father isn't someone that just can get a woman pregnant. That doesn't make you a father. A father is one that endows his children, or not just his children, but anyone in his reach. He endows them with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Why is knowledge, wisdom, and understanding so important coming from a father? Because for a father to be void of knowledge is like an ocean being void of water. How can you call something an ocean if it doesn't have water? Water is, the, is what qualifies it to be called an ocean. So if a father doesn't have knowledge to give then that means his offspring will always be thirsty mm. and if his offspring is always thirsty and they can't get a drink from him they'll go drink from someone else and someone else can end up fathering your children because you lack what it takes to be a father. Oh, but he got money and he spent money on his children. That's not being a father. That's being a provider. Mm. We get we get it mixed up. Yes, is a father a provider? A father is a provider, but it doesn't stop there. Because if I provide for you, but don't give you knowledge. Knowledge is that which qualifies you to learn how to become a self-provider. I can take you fishing or I can teach you fishing. Mm. If I take you fishing, I can give you a fish for a day, but if I teach you how to fish, you can fish for yourself in my absence. A father is one who prepares his offspring for the day that he's not around. Amen. Meaning that he goes back to the earth, but the children don't fall apart because father has already given them everything that they need. And that doesn't mean that he's their friend. Mm. Too many fathers, or should I say daddies, are too concerned about being their children's friend. That's the worst thing a father could be. 
because when a father wants to be the friend, that means he don't want to do the hard things that may make him disliked by his own children. I don't suffer from that. My children know they have a father. They know they have a man that loves them. Why? I prove it with my actions because I strive to make my children greater than me. Amen. Amen. You know, and, and why do I say that? I say that because, you know, as, as a father in the nation of Islam, if, if I have a minute, if I always, may. always as a father in the nation of Islam. And I have to watch my children unjustly suffer from other people's misunderstanding of what the nation of Islam represents. They, my children have to wear the tag of they hate white people. We don't hate nobody. What we hate is injustice. Amen. What we hate is lies. What we hate is mistreatment and murder. And those things are not considered wrong. But if I speak out against those things, I'm teaching hate. Just, just, just think about that for a minute. As long as we sit by quietly and accept what's going on, we okay, we good. But if we speak out against injustice, you take a people from their own land and you turn them upside down and inside out. And they should have no say so about that other than yes good job give me more we okay that's cool but my children have to wear that tag of being a part of that organization that hate people you can't find in no record where we as the nation of Islam has harmed anybody so where's the proof that we hate anybody there is none but the public who are manipulated by the wicked ones who wants to keep the people divided mm -hmm. they, they 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 send that out there for you to take that why because they don't want you to listen to a brother like myself that tells you you don't have to look for a savior outside of yourself you can become a self-savior once you accept your own and become yourself Amen. see they call that that's terrorism that does violence to the spook god myth, myth. We've, we've had in some scriptures where they write oh slaves be obedient to your masters what God would tell people to do that? Mm. Come on, man. We living in 2020. We got to get a clearer vision. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. Guys, listen to this wisdom. I've learned so much from him. It's an honor to have him in my presence, to be in his presence, to be in the presence of God. And it's a, it's a really powerful thing. So Did I, I appreciate your question, though. 
I think you went over the question. Not only did you answer, I think you gave us a little bit more. But if you want to jump back in and reiterate, the question was. Yeah, what was the question? I like that. I like that. I like that better than my original question. So the question was, what would you tell a future father? Oh, okay. Which I believe you covered. Yeah. Not only did you do that, you also covered a conversation to your future children. Y'all not ready for that one, though. I just dropped that in there. All right, so my last question. And Mr. Muhammad, I really appreciate you. I really do. And I hope you guys are enjoying this conversation. This is a really exciting and an awesome opportunity and i hope you guys are enjoying it and if you have any questions reach out to me don't make any assumptions if you don't understand something please reach out because we would love to enlighten you all right so before we wrap it up last question question number seven what does it mean to move militant mm. <laughs> it means to be a thinker mm. The problem with most of the things that we avail ourselves to lack thought. When you don't think about what it is that you're doing, you you are setting yourself up for failure. Mm. To 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 be militant, that don't mean walking around with guns and it don't mean any of that. Militancy and discipline goes together. If you look at the root word of discipline, it's disciple. So in the scriptures, it says Christ and his disciples. Well, what qualifies one to be a disciple of Christ? What qualifies one to be a disciple of Christ is, back to that again, surrender. Mm. Surrender what? Do I surrender to him? and become a slave? No. But surrender to the truth that he speaks. Surrender to the principles. If you surrender to the truth and the principles, then he doesn't have to be in front of you. You see what I'm saying? I do. That's militancy. See, when we when we don't want to be militant, then we always looking for somebody else to lead us. Mm. To be militant and disciplined means I can lead myself. Amen. This is why, you know, in, in, in the scriptures, you know, it says that Christ says greater things than these shall you do. Amen. He said the kingdom of heaven is in who? You. You. Then what are you looking back there for 2,000 years ago? If he's telling you that the greatest thing you can, can achieve is going to come right up out of you. If you will become militant. If you will become a disciple. If you will become disciplined. Then you will be able to build a world outside of this world. Hmm. See, when we speak a world, when it says that... God is going to bring the end of the world. We're thinking about life. That's not, the end of the world don't mean the end of life. The end of a world means the end of a way of thinking. All governments and worlds are brought into existence by thought, by people thinking. And so it is, it's, we, we learned that thought travels at the rate of 24 billion miles per second. 
We don't know how magnificent we are. We don't know that the earth we standing on is 196,940,000 square miles. That the land is 57,255,000 square miles and the water 139,685,000 square miles. That's your home. We don't understand that the sun that's 93 million miles away strikes the earth in 500 seconds because it takes light travels at the rate of 186,000 miles per second. So for, for the sun to strike the earth in eight minutes and 20 seconds traveling at the speed of 186,000 miles per second is the same time that it takes the blood in your body to go from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet back to the top of your head. Why, why am I speaking? Why am I mentioning that? Because I'm showing you that you are the earth. Mm. And everything that goes on in the universe is already going on inside of you. So that's proof of your greatness. Amen. Uh, I'm sorry, brother. I feel like I'm... No, you good, brother. You good. This right here is for the people. Guys, I told you there was a lot of wisdom there. You might have to replay this episode. Trust me. Anything else you want to say, King? Yeah, I, I do. I want to say thank you for even giving me this opportunity to speak on your platform. This, and I, I'm going to say this is, this is revolutionary. This is revolution. People always, we, we got the misconceptions of all of these things. We think revolution, right, means fighting and killing it. No. Revolution. Why? If you look at the word revolution, you have re, re, and evolution. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's re means what? Again, mm -hmm. evolution. So this is saying that you are evolving again. As the earth is spinning, you are spinning with it. And so we go from light to darkness back to light, right? That's revolving. That's an evolutionary process. And so when, when truth can travel and strike the brain, I don't I, I don't have to see any of the people that may listen to this platform. I already know the energy that's in that word that we are speaking right now. That it's going to prick a thought, some interest. It's going to make someone, even if it's one person, they're going to say, aha! Oh, okay. That's what that means. And so... For that, if it's just one person for that, you know, it's worth living for. Amen. That that one person is worth all of the riches in the earth, man. Why? Why do I say that? Because, you know, the riches of the earth was here. And they will be here when I'm gone. But there's nothing more valuable than truth. So if I'm gone and truth is present, then God is always present. This is why it says that God is ever living. It's not saying that the originator that created the heavens and the earth 
it's still living, but you know, that's another conversation, so I ain't even gonna go go there, but you know, as long as we are breathing and we are disciplined and we are militant and we are operating on freedom, justice, and equality, we are keeping God's world alive, and that's what's important. Not if somebody becomes a Muslim or a Christian or and don't don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking those things. But sometimes the people in those disciplines, if you will, they make other people feel unworthy if they don't adhere to what you believe they should be doing. Once again, the greatest religion of all is do unto others as you would have done unto you. There's more hypocritical people in the mosque, in the church playing around you know so thank you again listeners thank you sir always always thank you big bro guys i hope you appreciated that stay tuned we dropping episodes every sunday at four shout out to my brother hezekiah muhammad god is good thanks again big bro You're welcome. and i hope you guys enjoyed episode 40 stay blessed and keep your minds open holla